It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Jesus is a heartbeat, blood inside of me, life inside of me.
Hallelujah. We give God the glory. We thank God for today. And today is the day that the Lord has made. And this is Kingdom Kids Spiritual and Body Series. And this is Kingdom Empowerment Inc. Radio. So I welcome to this to today's uh, program. We just want to let you know that the Lord is with you and he will always be with you to the end of the age. He will never leave us and he never will be forsake us. Hallelujah. Today I'm going to talk about this brand new topic. I have titled it, He Took Us Out of Our Mother's Womb. Yes, God took us out of our mother's womb. And we are going to take some of the scriptures from Psalm 71, verse 6. And we will also take it from Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Hallelujah. As I hope you are being blessed, and I believe you are strong, and don't be discouraged. And this program is just to encourage us, not to beat us down, but to encourage us, to make us strong, and to be rooted, and be of good courage. So we have to be strong, we have to give up. Never give up. Never give up. Whether you are sick now, or... Whether things are falling apart, be strong. Don't give up. Trust in the Lord, your God. Okay, let's look at this. Let's look at this uh, Psalms. But before we go there, let's just come in our chest to the hands of God. And we thank you today. We bless you. We thank you for sending your song to the world and we thank you for the spirit that you have given to us today. We are here, Lord, and we are ready. Open our hearts. And we are opening our hearts now. Teach us, mold us, let your spirit guide us, lead us. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. For we repent for everything today. And we thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for the blood that your son shared for us on the cross. We bless you. We appreciate you, Father. We thank you for the love you have for us. And we love you, Lord. We bless you today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God is good. All the time and all the time, God is Hallelujah. Psalm 71. I just wanted to read from verse 1 to 6. So if you have time, I mean, in your study time, I encourage you to read the whole psalm. Maybe uh, next week we would, we would do a thorough examination of this uh, psalm. 
but let me just read briefly, okay? I'm sorry from verse 1. He said, in you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Just quickly, if anything that is going to put us to shame, it's not the Lord that put us to shame. Sometimes it's our ignorance. Sometimes we have given ourselves to the enemy. So if the enemy uses that open door and put us to shame, then let's continue. Verse it said, deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Explain your ear to me and save me. Verse 3, he said, be my strong refuge. Be my strong refuge. To which I may resort continually. You have given the commandment to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. You know, something that is a fortress has been built in such a way, nothing will move it. Nothing is going to move it. Let's read on. Verse 4 says, Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked. Out of the hand of the unrighteous and poor man. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. He's our hope. Christ is our hope. He is the, our hope of glory. He said, You are my trust from my youth. That is. Even though many of us have not had this relationship with our God from our youth, but it's not too late. It's not too late. So we can continue to now have a relationship with God and begin to build our trust in Him daily. He said, For you are my hope, O Lord God, you are my trust from my youth. Verse six for by you by you I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. And he say now, say my praise shall be continually of you. Isn't that wonderful? So beautiful. Recognizing the father he did not just jump out of somewhere like some of our people are saying that we evolved from somewhere we were formerly some animals back and we evolved to where we are now. So he's saying that he we he recognized the fact that God took him out of his mother's womb. And his praise shall continually be to God every time. And that should be our lesson. This was even written in the Old Testament. So today, the scripture has said in many places that we need to appreciate God 
every time. Seek him all the time. Pray always. Men ought to pray and not think. That's what Jesus said. So we need to praise him every time. In good time or bad time. Hallelujah. Now this is a psalm that was written by David. Most of the time, most of most of these psalms were written when he was in crisis, uh, uh, in a in a uh, in, in a panic stricken despair. When things are bad, David did not forget to praise him, even though he finds himself in this situation. One of the things we need to realize is the fact that we need to appreciate God all the time. Now, when you look at this psalm, it's a psalm that he expressed in times of desperate need and his resolute trust in the Lord. And when you look at the breakdown of this psalm, you will see that uh, 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 confession of his resolute trust in God, you will find that in verse 1 to 3, and petition for God to deliver him from trouble. You will see that from 4 to 6, and a determination to praise God even in the midst of trouble. Like we are having nearly um, all over the world. There is this pathogen, this uh, killer, this enemy of life. You know, um, it's a uh, uh, it's a thief. You know, Jesus was saying in uh, John chapter ten, verse ten, he said, "The thief come, but not to steal, kill, and destroy." He said, "I have come." To give us life and to give us life and abundantly an abundant life so it's a thief the coronavirus is a thief so it's uh, something that is there to take people's life is a thief hallelujah We, we we will not give up to the plan or the enemy. You see, it is the things that take life. You know, he was talking about the true shepherd. It is the things that take life. And he is the true shepherd, and he is the one that gives life. Uh, I mean, life. He, he will guide the sheep. He will guide us. He will protect us. He will... Um, and make sure uh, nothing comes against us. So, Jesus is a good shepherd, and he is the one who gives lives for us as we are sheep, as opposed to the wicked thief, who is uh, Satan, who takes lives. So, I mean, uh, uh, we see that in everywhere 
and we 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 are we are um, kind of like what's going on. We see uh, news every day. Uh, many of these people have died. Fifty died in a day. Seventy five hundred. You, you begin to say this. What's going on? But it's a thief. Takes life. Takes life. Takes life. So, but I want us to be encouraged that he is the one in the first place that took us out of our mother's womb. So, you know the the stories. Now I want us to go to Jeremiah chapter one now. Jeremiah chapter one. And he was talking, said in verse four, then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before I formed you in the womb. I knew you. Now, there is this translation, the expanded Bible. It says, it said, verse 4, it said, The Lord spoke his word to me, saying, now verse 5, Before I made from you in your mother's womb, I chose knew you. That is, chose you. I knew you. Before you were born, came out of the womb, I set you apart for a special work, consecrated you, and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. You know, in the first place, you know, we were, we, we were what? Before we came to where we are now, we were a tiny embryo but look at us now very tiny can even begin to wonder is this one going to survive but daily by daily you will see the work of God taking shape in our lives to where we are today to where we can say yes I am who I am I am by myself I am strong I don't care about that. I don't care about this. I don't know who is that. I refuse God. I, I do that. I accept God. So before we became where we are, we were a tiny embryo. Look at how we have come this way. Boiling down to what David was saying, that I will praise God continually. No matter what is going on, no matter how, crisis situation or panic stricken despair has filled the air but I will praise God continually. That is letting the praise of God fill the heart. Than fear, than discouragement, than panic and all the things. It will always be there. It will always be there. So Jeremiah was very keen about the call of God in his life. And he had been determined by God from before he 
his conception, before he was even formed, that's before conception. And he knew that God had called him to proclaim a critical message at a critical time in the history of the nations. It was a, 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 he was commissioned to go to Judah, but it was now to the nations. And of course, to us today. Now, if you proceed further, in in uh, in, uh, in 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 uh, verse six, he said, "Then then say, Ah, Ah, Lord God, before before behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth." Verse seven. But the Lord said to me, "Do you not say I am a youth? For you shall go to all to whom I send you." And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Verse 8. He said, Do you not be afraid of your faces? For I am with you to deliver you. Says the Lord. For I am with you to deliver you. Says the Lord. I am with you. He said this twice in his call. In this verse and also in verse 19. If you go there, you will also see it. In other words, God reassures Jeremiah of his presence and protection. Of his presence and protection. God is reassuring us today of his presence in the midst of this crisis. He's assuring you, my brother, he's assuring you of his presence and protection. He is with you. He will deliver you. So in moment of personal crisis, Jeremiah prayed this words back to God in verse 20, in, I mean, uh, in chapter 20, verse 11. He prayed the same words back to God because there was fear in what, he, in what he was experiencing, fear began to set him. I imagine for many years he's been preaching uh, judgment, he's been preaching restoration, he's been preaching all these kind of messages, and people were not hearing, they were mocking him, laughing, and nothing was happening. You see? So nothing was happening. So he has to remind himself and to remind God of what he has promised. So Jeremiah prayed his word back to him. And in a moment of crisis, we need to stand on the word of God. The word of God is the one that is going to save us. Hallelujah. Now again, you see, God knew you as he knew Jeremiah. My dear brother, my dear sister, whether coronavirus or whatever sickness is going on or not, God knew you as he knew Jeremiah. God knew me as he knew Jeremiah. Long before you were born or even conceived, he knew you. 
he talked about you and planned for you. Remember what he said also by the same man in Jeremiah 29 verse 11? Jeremiah 29 verse 11. He said, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. He has given us a hope. He has given us a future. There is a plan for everyone. And there is a purpose for everyone. So he talked about you. He talked about me also. You and I have a plan that God has planned for each and every one. Remember what he said in a, in a, um, Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Okay? I hope I'm not going ahead of myself. Ephesians 2, verse 10. When you need to read, uh, um, um, Chapter 1, which I was going to come to, but let me quickly say this, because we are talking about God's plan, God's purpose. You know, the thing says in, in the book of that Ephesians chapter 2, he said, for we are his workmanship, prepared Christ Jesus, or created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So he has made us by his skillful hand for a unique purpose designed by his skillful hand for his unique purpose made specially because you are a royal person. You are special. You are unique. Everyone is unique. You are unique in your own purpose and unique in your own purpose. Can you imagine when we all come together? You know, I always think about that in a in a church where you will find all kinds of faces, all kinds of color. How beautiful that would be. So beautiful. You see a role, this, this color, this, 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 from this nation, from this tribe, from this nation. Isn't that wonderful? It's amazing. You see, look at it here. Look at it here. You know, we were, we, when we, when, when God came in, because we wander away from what our father, forefathers, on the garden, we, we stray away, then our spirit had a separation from God, and we were there spiritually. But see what God did in verse 4 of that same chapter, that is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. He said, But God, who is rich in mercy, 
because of his great love with which he loved us. That is together, not just he loved you or loved uh, Paul. Us, together, in, in unity, togetherness, it's amazing to be together. It's powerful. And that is what the enemy is trying to do here. Don't you see it happening now in the world? We cannot even shake hands anymore. Cannot even get close to each other anymore. We now have to restrain ourselves six feet or two meters away. We don't uh, uh, to go inside the shop. Uh, in some shop, it's like only four people. We have to go in. Not modern, not visual togetherness or friendliness anymore. We are like enemies. Because of what? Virus. Trying to separate us. Trying to bring distance. Now we don't even fellowship together in the church anymore. We are no longer together in fellowship. You being on your on your computer or Whatever media you have, tablet, cell phone, that's what the enemy is planning now to bring separation. He knows, he knows this kind. He knows that that the Lord, His great love, with which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Together with Christ. Can you imagine that? Together with Christ. Can you imagine separating us from Christ? I'm not saying uh, this quarantine and isolation is uh, evil or, I mean, how do I put it nicely? I'm not saying that. uh, we shouldn't be doing this, okay? But in 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 in, in the present dispensation, to be able to, um, uh, so the scientific community, the CDC, uh, the Center for Disease Control is saying the way we will be able to not spread this disease is to quarantine and do isolation. Uh, social distancing. Uh, if you check my um, my program last week, I did uh, talked about this uh, briefly in in the uh, in the program. So I'm not saying that uh, we should not obey or uh, uh, go against it. I'm saying that science. Is telling us what will help us. Okay? Quarantine is good, it's in the scripture, and I talked about it, Leviticus chapter 13, and read so many of those scriptures as well. And I talked to him in, in, uh, in that uh, uh, program. Okay? It's God's way. It's in the scripture. Quarantine and isolation is in the scripture. Okay? But what I'm saying. Is in effect 
you will see the works of the enemy trying to separate people. Okay? Trying to work separate people. Trying to bring division into the life of togetherness. You can see here, he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you can see the unity, the bond that we need to have together. Hallelujah. So we have to follow the plan and the purpose God has given to us. God has made us and he has planned for us a future and a hope according to Jeremiah 29 verse 11. So when we feel, when we see ourselves discouraged or inadequate or not prepared or uh, laid down or beaten or sick or defeated, disappointment, disappointed, remember that God has always thought of you and I as a valuable person, as a valuable man of God, as a valuable woman of God, as a valuable child. You know, this kind of uh, what is going on now is also affecting our children. It's also affecting the, the youth, the, uh, uh, the elementary, the primary, uh, a, a child that is just growing up today. You don't take them to nursery anymore. They don't go to nursery anymore. They are at home. You see, how do you explain to all these people? How do you explain to the youth? How do you explain to uh, your children that this is what is going on so we cannot do this anymore? We cannot go to school anymore. The school is canceled. This is bad. We can't. It, it, it's just overwhelming. You see? But I want us to encourage ourselves that when we feel discouraged or inadequate or in crisis mode, remember that God has always thought of us as a valuable person and that he has a purpose in mind for us. He has a word, a purpose in mind for us. Hallelujah. He has a purpose in mind for us. So if God has given us a specific call to assignment, to a purpose, then we have to seek to fulfill the mission that God has given to us. God has called every one of us. God has given us all believers in call to love, to love one another. It's a purpose that God has given to everyone, to love one another, to obey the word of God, to serve God until what? His guardians become more clear 
Why do we need to obey the word of God? Why? Because the word of God is life. Remember what he said in John six sixty three? He said, the word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and life. You know, if I begin from the very beginning of that very verse, he says, he said, it is the spirit who gives life. So the spirit gives life. The spirit gives you life. The life we are living is from the spirit. You know, the life you live is from the spirit. The flesh profits nothing. So if we live life, we have to embrace the spirit of God. Embracing it with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our strength. He said, the word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Jesus was trying to explain, you know, he's been having a series of conversations with the religious leaders. And the religious leaders were kind of not understanding. And he then said that beyond this physical body you are seeing, but if you to the reissue, and that is if you believe on him, they will have everlasting life. And if you believe in on him, they will have everlasting life. But there is life beyond the physical aspect we are seeing. So there is the very word that we speak is spirit and life. And verse 42 and verse 24 says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. God is what? Spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Worship him in spirit. Worship him in truth. Worship him in spirit. Worship him in truth. Hallelujah. God is spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God when 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 we go back to that book of Jeremiah, when we go back to that chapter of Jeremiah. Jeremiah that chapter one. Okay, verse 8, he said, do you not be afraid of their faces? There's going to be uh, uh, challenges, he's saying. There's going to be uh, 
people who are going to oppose him. There are going to be people who will say no. You know, when Jeremiah, I mean, when Nehemiah went to uh, rebuild the war in Jerusalem, it wasn't easy. It was a challenge. It was life and death. They were uh, holding the weapons on one hand, and on the other hand, they were building. The same way today. The whole world is full of crisis. The whole world is full of pain. The whole world is full of anger. There's travail. There's sickness. There's rumors of death and everything that we can not even hear. It's everywhere. And these are our brothers and our sisters. How do we explain it? Most of, most of these things we cannot explain. But God knows best. Can't explain it. But in the midst of crisis, he's telling Jeremiah that for I am with you to deliver you. So he did not promise uh, uh, to insulate him from the crisis, from the problem that is going to come, from the opposition that is going to come. He didn't promise and Jeremiah on the rebuilding of the war that I'm going to uh, not, uh, I'm going to uh, remove him from those things. But they, they were there. But he protected them. They were able to say true. And they were able to build the wall again. In the same way, God promised to rescue Jeremiah from trouble, not to keep trouble from coming. In the same way, we are protected from this crisis. God did not isolate him from imprisonment, from deportation or insult. God does not keep us from encountering life's storm. There's one of these storms. There's going to be challenges, pains, but he does not what? Keep us from encountering this life's storms on our way, on our journey. But he will see us through them. He will what? Save us through them. My dear brother, my dear sister, he will see you through them. In fact, God walks through this storm with us and rescues us. He walks through this storm with us and rescues you. He walks with you. He's not leaving you. He's not forsaking you. And you will go through these storms, through this crisis, the whole world is passing through, and you will become strong, and you become rooted. Hallelujah. You will not die. He will protect you. He will keep you. Hallelujah. He will guide you. He will protect you. In the name of Jesus. 
Now let's quickly go to uh, time is running out. Let's quickly go to uh, um, Ephesians chapter one. I want us to realize that in in the book of first in in, in, the, in the book of Ephesians chapter one, he is talking about that he chose us. That is in verse four. He chose us. He chose you. Say, before I knew you, uh, before I made you in your mother's womb, I knew you. You see here also in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, you see scripture confirming, confirming uh, scripture. He said, just as he chose us in him, where? Before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him, how do we do this? In loving, in love. He chose us. He chose you, my brother. Chose you, my sister. So do not be discouraged. Let us not yield ourselves to fear. Let us not yield ourselves to discouragement, to panic, to despair. But we have to encourage ourselves with the word of God. What we are seeing in the life of Jeremiah, he went through crisis as well. Can you imagine you are ministering, you are not seeing the fruit of your of of what you are saying. Nothing is happening. But he was appointed as a prophet to the nations. And God confirmed his mission to him. He was appointed. But nothing was working. But we are not to be discouraged. Hallelujah. Now one of the, one of the things that we many of us begin to ask is you see uh It's, um, it's very important to talk about our brothers and sisters who have passed on. Many of our brothers, many of our sisters have passed on. How do you explain that? Uh, we, we, if, if you hear recently, there was some worship. There were some group of uh, people who were watching. I think there were about 50 of them. And about 40 of them were the tested positive to coronavirus. And I think two of them died, and three of them hospitalized. And um, how do you explain that? They were. Uh, in, uh, they acquire, uh, they were singing. Okay, I, I don't know. So many things we cannot explain. But what we need to know is First Thessalonians chapter four. First Thessalonians chapter four. And 
it is my prayer that God will comfort the family and friends of these people. Okay? Your loved, loved ones and your family, your child, your dad, your whoever they are. I pray that the spirit of comfort will comfort you and give you peace. It's, it's difficult. But I pray that God is a God of comfort. He will comfort you and will bring peace in that family in the name of Jesus. So quickly, in verse 4, in, in, in uh, verse 13 of the First Thessalonians chapter 4, he said, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who are falling asleep. Do not be what? ignorant of those who are what? Falling asleep. Some of the new covenants, they were having this kind of uh, um, questions. The hope of seeing, uh, would they see their loved one again? Um, um, that they, they, they love their, their, their loved ones and uh, they were asking uh, questions. So, so apparently, Timothy had a counter further questions on the subject, possibly arising from the death of some of the new converts. So, in answer to this question, so Paul stated that, stated that he wanted them to be informed rather than being ignorant, and also to be comforted by the hope of seeing their loved ones. Again, this was the hope that that uh, that that uh, uh, their pagan neighbors did not have. There was this not uh, this hope was not there for the unbelievers. The hope we believers have today, and it says in uh, 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 in that verse thirteen, it says. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who are falling asleep. You see, falling asleep is a metaphor. It is a figure of speech for those who have died. Okay? Like they are sleeping. And if to be absent from the body is to present with the Lord. Okay? That is... Um, You'll find that in Second Corinthians chapter five verse eight. So he's saying that in verse fourteen, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him though in Jesus. So the key is in our sleeping in Jesus. Again, the key is what? In us, sleeping in Jesus. Except Jesus tarry, all of us will die. If he does not tarry, slowly, slowly we will die. After we all fulfill our purpose. Okay? Again, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who 
sleep in Jesus. God will what? Bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. So, if Christian die, it is the body that sleeps. The soul goes to where? To heaven. And if you read on in verse 15, he said, uh, For this we say to him, to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. Why? Verse 15. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an angel, angel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ, and those who have now slept in Christ, will rise first. Verse 17. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught off together with them in the, in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. And why is he saying this in verse 18? Therefore, comfort one another with these words. My dear brother, my dear sister, this we are saying that we comfort one another with these words. So the word today is just to comfort us, to encourage us, to make us strong. To be bold as a lion. For the enemy, if he roar, he said, is as a roaring lion looking for who to devour. It's not a roaring lion, it's as a roaring lion. It's, uh, it's as a roaring lion looking for who to do what? Say, be sober. Be vigilant. Why? Because it's looking for who to steal, to kill, to destroy. So we are not to give him chance. Don't give him chance. One of the chance we give is we give up. No, don't give him any chance. Don't give up. Be strong and be of good courage. Hallelujah. I pray that the word of God comforts you today. I pray that the word of God strengthens you today. I pray that the word of God gives you life. The word of God is spirit and life. Receive the word of God now. And rely on the spirit of God to help you. Depend on the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus. And for the remaining three minutes or two minutes that is left, I just wanted to pray for our brothers and sisters. If today is your first day here and you don't know this 
God we are talking about. Don't know Jesus. He has no impact in your life. You don't know him. Um, suddenly come here. You don't know him really. I just want to encourage you. Today is the day of salvation. Let's come to him now. Come to Jesus. Receive him. Let's give all our fear to him. Let's give all our fear, all our crisis, all our worries to him now. In the name of Jesus. Say the word of God is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10 says, For with the heart one believes unto, unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11, For the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Verse 12 says, For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is raised to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. Talk to him now. Tell him you want to give him all the fears in the whole world, all the burdens, all the load, all the crisis, all the coronavirus. Oh, Jesus, we put all to you right now. In the name of Jesus, we submit our life to you. We give our life to you. We are sinners. We call upon you, Jesus. Take us, mold us, use us. We want you to be our Father. We want you to be our Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, we know we are sinners. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your work on the cross. Thank you, O oh God, you took all on the cross. In the name of Jesus, every cause, for cause is that who was hung on the tree. You were hung on the tree. In the name of Jesus, so that uh, we might receive the blessing of Abraham through faith. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We bless you in the name of Jesus. We see you, we love you, and we see you next time. Be strong and be of good courage. Hallelujah. We leave you in the hands of the Holy Spirit. Hope to meet you again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.